Sleep! What it is a goof for? I couldn't tell you, dude. I don't have any of it. I don't know what my issue is. Why I can't do just the basic fundamental of nothing. It's just a natural, everyday component. You guys do it, I assume, every single night with ease. What's your secret? How's it happening? I don't get it. I'm jealous now of people who sleep just regularly with ease. That's, that's how you know you've hit rock bottom, dude. When you're envious of somebody who's doing nothing, I'm just gonna go to bed now. <clears throat> Zero effort, nothing's happening. I just want that. I just want this thing you're doing. You're just doing nothing, you're just laying down and you're done? How? How does that work? I don't get what my problem is. It's like my brain is stuck up on the fact that this is the only time of the day where you can't keep talking, you know? So as soon as I lay down, I was like, all right, no more talking. Brain's like, hey, you know, I can't do it. I can't sleep. I have some of my best thoughts because I'm up for an extra six hours when I try to go to bed. Nothing works, man. I've tried it all. Melatonin, hot water, relaxation, exercise, counting down, counting sheep. It's, it's just, it doesn't work. None of it. I'm just, I'm just there, dude. I'm just there. So it's tough. It's tough. I thought I had a solution just recently. Clearly, that wasn't the case because I'm still complaining about it. But what is the secret, dude? How do you get something? How do you? I just it's mine. I deserve it. I it's my human function. It's my right to sleep. It's like I'm an ongoing custody battle where I, it's, I, I have it. It should be mine. But yet the court keeps presenting new evidence as to why I don't deserve to have my sweet, sweet sleep. I don't know what the issue is. I'm thinking, okay, now hear me out. Skip the details and the plot. These are some of my interesting thoughts. Hmm. <laughs> that if I watch somebody trying to stay awake, that maybe, just maybe, in my head, I will want to sleep. Because there's a psychological phenomenon that when we watch people withhold feelings and emotions, that we have a tendency to release and express those for them, right? So look at somebody who's trying to hold in a lap. <laughs> you know, that makes us giggle. We laugh. We love that. Somebody who's on the verge of crying but just can't let it out. We weep. We cry for these people scared. A cough. You know, someone's got, <clears throat> you know, we start clearing our throats. We just have this tendency to just, we want to give that. So I'm thinking that <laughs> if I watch somebody just, trying to stay awake with all their might that in my brain I'll go let me give that to you all right I think there might be something there that's a little psychological trick for you but we'll see I'll try that tonight I don't know how optimistic I should be about it because like what am I really saying you know at the end of the day all I really know is nothing and that's not a lot to work with <laughs> yes it's like that Sometimes, you're gonna wanna fail. You're gonna wanna try and represent a friendship and this is not authentic to what you're doing. Just represent you, come on. Hey, 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 uh, peeps. Welcome back to Full Circus. My name is Tristan Sartores. See that? Similar cadence. Doesn't feel musical now and you're like, whoa, should I play the music. So, hey, guys, what is going on? Yes, my name is Tristan Sartoris, the one and the only, in fact, and my mom was not lying when she told me I was one of a kind my whole life. Because there's never been a thing before, and there will never be a thing after. Ain't no thing like me, except me, right? 
That's why I'm not having a kid. I'm not going to start some sort of junior colony where there's going to be a, a number of Tristan Sartorses to come in the future. Screw that, dude. I'm the sole survivor. The heir to the throne. The heir to the throne of the name. Tristan Sartorus. So no juniors in the future. And that's just the way I like it. The one. The only. It has a nice feel to it, doesn't it? Although, I guess... Technically, if my dad changed his name to Tristan, that would effectively make me a junior. And that's not something I'm okay with, you better not. Okay, I'm the only Tristan, dang it! So, what's up, guys? How are you doing? I'm gonna be honest with you, okay? Let me be Frank, man. That's a name I also wouldn't mind, okay? Frank, how cool is that, that your name is just truth? Just complete transparency, honesty. That's nice, dude. Let me be Frank. I would probably take advantage of that, honestly. I know some bad Franks out there, and they're not that truthful. So if your name is Frank, dude, people are trusting you, why not? You know, like, dude, I'm Frank. What do you think, I stole this bubble gum, that big league chew? Check my pockets. Nothing, okay? I'm Frank. Hey, I'm Frank. You're right. He's Frank. He probably didn't steal it. Meanwhile, you got batteries and all kinds of doodads and doohickeys and, you know, things you've been stealing because you're a dishonest piece of Frank. Okay? So, <laughs> anyways, I'm going to be Frank here. But I have a little bit of a ritual before I come into this podcast. And what I like to do is watch a little bit of comedy. Okay? Shocking, I know. Before I step on the set, bring a little entertainment, get lively. I like to watch something funny. You know, something humorous. Just take off the funny bones a little bit. I would like to be in a little giggle fit of giggles. So the issue with this ritual that I'm realizing today, because this is really the first time it's happened, is that in my stand-up comedy or comedy podcast or comedy sketches, whatever I'm watching, that I want to be enlightened with smiles, they've missed, okay? They freaking... You can't see the target, but I missed, right? I was trying to give you a visual aid, but all you saw was pure athleticism. But yes, they missed. This is the error with my ritual. It's not a normal ritual. Normal rituals, you're like, I'm going to sit on a swing, take a cigarette, right? Touch some grass, lay down. I don't know. I don't know what normal rituals are. Maybe you're staring at the cloud. Oh, that's a horse. That one says, ha ha, that's perfect for me. You know, I'm ready. There's the ritual. So yes, this is a human error ritual. And they missed. So they weren't doing too funny. And now I'm a little worried because I'm like, oh, man. Do I watch another comedy podcast or another stand-up? And what if they miss? Then I'm going to start getting in my own head and being like, ah, oh, it might just be a bad day for comedy. What am I doing? You can't be doing that. It's like, let's say you're nervous about an office meeting. You know, sales are down. Everyone's in trouble. We missed the quote. I don't know what the boss is going to say. We're going to get fired. I'm nervous, right? I don't know how nerve-wracking office meetings are, but that's how I picture them. Just very... Frantic, lots of pacing, sit by the water cooler, and like, dude, I don't know what to do. What's your ritual? And your ritual, when you're nervous, is a nice big bowl of Cheerios, right? Let's say that's your comfort, that's your peace, and it lowers your cholesterol. That makes you feel good. But <laughs> right before this meeting, you have this bowl of Cheerios, and the Cheerios are expired, and they're soggy now, and the milk's a bit sour. Oh, it's a bad batch. Now what do you do? Do you double down and have another bowl and risk having two bowls of rotting Cheerios in your stomach? Or do you walk in there already feeling uncomfortable? You blew it with the rituals! That's how I feel right now. So I don't know if it's their fault or if it's whoever's ritual of the podcast in question. I don't know. Maybe comedy is just a self-fulfilling cycle of watching other comedy that gets you in the mood for more comedy. 
and then somewhere along the line, somebody biffed it, and now we're all out of whack. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to just be in the mood and have a good time because they blew it. I think I'll just have to watch my own podcast from now on. Maybe that will be my ritual because to me, everything I say is gold. Some people might not get it. Some people might not like it, but I'm like, dude, I understand where you're coming from, buddy boy. Okay, so that is solid. That's some good comedy right there. And I think, I think I've cracked it. That's going to be my new ritual, just self-indulgence. So <laughs> what's going on, guys? I'll tell you this much. Let me be frank some more. I feel some sickness coming on, right? It's like a calm before the storm, but not that calm. <laughs> you know, I got some sniffles. It's like raining a little bit, some mud. It's getting quite gross. So sickness is really going all about right now across my whole family, grandparents, regular parents, brothers. It's just, it's all, it's all going downhill. Team Star Tours is under siege. Everybody hold, hold your ground. So yeah, I'm trying to be as healthy as I can, man. And here's my biggest issue is that every freaking time I try to be super healthy, I fall apart. I'm taking all the vitamins. I'm, I'm more healthy than I've ever been in terms of vitamins, gallon of water, regular exercise, trying to sleep as good as I can. Even if I can't fall asleep regularly, I sleep the recommended hours of length, okay? I'm taking vegetables and fruits to the face right now. I'm starting every morning with a kale smoothie. Who else is starting with a kale smoothie? Maybe that Brian Johnson guy who's trying to live to be like forever old, you know? He's going to make up a new age. Like hey, He's just, he's kale smoothies, I guess. I don't know. Although, oh, dude, that guy we were just talking about, he, right after we recorded, he got in, I don't know if it's trouble, but people are a little skeptical of what he's doing because he's now injecting himself with his son's blood. Um, you know, I don't know what your take is on that. I don't really know, man. I mean, that's kind of gross. It, it's just weird, you know? Like, if my father came to me and he's like, Tristan, I need your blood. I'm like, yeah. I'm not even your junior. I'm a one of a kind. You can't ask me for blood. Also, I don't even know what my blood type is. So unfortunately, if we were stranded and someone needed a quick blood transfusion, they're gathering blood types like, I don't know, I couldn't tell you. You know, we could take a shot, but I don't think it's going to work out, man. So yeah, a little gross. Kid, he's kind of forcing him. I don't know. I don't want to put words in his face, but the kid looks like identical to him. And I think he's got him on all the same rituals. And I think some people are just looking at it like, are you just only having kids to have more blood and more cells and more DNA that you can keep putting yourself in? Maybe the kid's going to die young because so he can live long and prosperous. And that's a little messed up, dude. So I don't know. I definitely, I definitely couldn't, you know, I probably wouldn't have to worry about that. Even if my dad was crazy, because I'm third, okay? I'm the third child. You have to get through some siblings to start requesting stuff from me, okay? So it's not too bad. It's not too shabby being the third. It was always pretty hard, man. I'll be honest with you. Let me be frank. It's, you know, being the third child, it's like you gotta, you really gotta pound the table. That's where all my charm and charisma comes from is I have to be loud. And I am being loud to get the attention. Because when there's four kids, it's like everybody has some identity, like the oldest kid, right? That is your firstborn. That's the poster child of the Sartor's children, right? That's, that's the first. That's the old kid, right? Then on the other end, you have the baby of the family. That's the sweet baby, our last child. That's the kid that said, you know what? We've got him. We're done now. We've had all the children we need because of this one. We finally nailed the recipe, you know? And then... You have the middle child, but there's four of us. So 
at one point, I was the youngest. The second child, Joey, was the middle child. So he has the middle child title. So when people say, hey, are you the oldest? Nope. Are you the youngest? Nope. Are you the, are you the middle child? No. I'm the second middle child. You can't get any lower on the totem pole in terms of childhood identity. So naturally, I have to pound the table and I have to yell and scream and demand attention, you know? So that's why if someone came to me looking for blood, like, dude, ask any others. Okay, you got to go through all of them. I think, honestly, I should be below the fourth kid. I should be at the bottom in terms of looking for blood. I'm out. You can't get my blood, man. Not until I get a quality identity. So at least I do have my name. I am the only one and I'm the only outcast. But that's all right, man, because what's more important? I thought I was going somewhere. I didn't know I was talking about, man. I'm lost. You think it's easy being a second middle child? What am I doing? What is that? It's like when you hire somebody and you're like, you know, I don't really want you to work for me, but there is a little nepotism going on. So we're just going to give you the badge of like cheap operating guy who stands on the sidelines like wow chief that's a good title it's just a fake name i didn't earn any of the starting positions so here i am playing my own game and my own sport really so anyways yeah the the brian johnson thing that's a little weird you can think about that okay so is it okay to steal your child's blood for your own longevity yeah that's up to you i'm not out here to shame anybody I mean, I'll shame some people, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know where the where's the line. How far do you go to try and live as long as you can? You know, like I I'm not injecting myself like even if all this stuff works, he's doing 150 things. I talked about this before, but if you're living your whole life just to live longer, that's not enough for me. I know people who drink their own urine because they say it's healthy, tons of health benefits. Now, two things. One, you're insane. <laughs> so, also, I'm not doing that, okay? I think urine should draw a line in the sand of like, okay, if I'm going to die at 75, if I'm not drinking my own pee, so be it. Okay, so be it. I'm not okay with that. That's fine. I, I, I don't want to live any longer if I have to live with chronic urine breath. Imagine you get pulled over. They're doing the breathalyzer thing. We got tested for alcohol. He's like, yeah, you're not drunk, but have you been drinking piss? <laughs> Your friends would be laughing at you. You'd be so embarrassed. And you'd have the worst breath of all time. So, yeah, I'm not doing that, man. If you live to be 78 and you drink your own urine or, God forbid, someone else's your whole life, more power to you, I guess. Again, I don't want to shame anybody. Although... We're getting pretty close, okay? If you're drinking your own urine, you're right on the edge of you deserve a little bit of shame, right? Here's the issue with some of the health things. It's like eggs. Every year they go back and forth. Are the yolks good and are the yolks bad? Are the freaking egg whites good or the egg whites bad? We don't know. What's the story? Things change. Different studies come back to contradict their earlier studies. Science is evolving. So let's say you drink piss for 75, 80 years. And a study comes out and says, dude, you've been wasting your life drinking urine. You cry a little bit, I assume. Like... You probably don't have any friends at this point. It's not a good look. I don't know, man. So I can't risk that, you know. I'm just praying that I'll live long and prosperous without it. So here I am. 
anyways, yes, there's a little bit of sickness going on, and I'll, I, as much as I hate getting a cold, rest assured, I will not be taking my own bathroom liquids to my mouth to get rid of it. I don't know. I don't know. There's, I would, I'll take more kale, okay? I don't know. Something else that Brian Johnson probably, he's probably doing it. You know, he's getting injected with blood and urine, probably his kid's urine. It's gross. It's disgusting. I'm sorry for bringing it up, but it's real. And on this podcast, we only bring up reality if it's gross, apparently. So yeah, there's some sickness going around. Pray for everybody. Just, we need a lot of healing. It's, it's bad, dude. My grandparents actually just had COVID, I believe. And I had driven them from the airport to and fro, spent some time around them. And they're texting me saying, oh, we got COVID. Check yourself. Okay. I'm like, uh, COVID? COVID? Hello? You know, I don't know. Do I have COVID? I'm getting a little worried. And the issue with this is that the night where they text me, you might have COVID. You can't scared. Be scared. I'm like, oh, I am. I actually started feeling terrible. Cold sweats, stomach cramp, everything's biting me. I'm thinking... I think I got it. I think I freaking got COVID because I went to go do a good deed for my family. This is why you have to delegate. I need to be bringing up my my bottom position of the second middle child. Like, hey, use someone else. I'm at the end of the bench here. <laughs> but I didn't. So I thought I got COVID and I was upset. But that night I remembered that I had eaten something I probably shouldn't have. All right. Now, let me say this. I have a five pound bag of chicken and it's completely frozen and I want a chicken now. This is not going to end well if you can use some imagination on where my stomach ache is originating. So I do what any person with no knowledge of cooking would do and I put the whole bag in the microwave for a good three to four hours, right? I just, it was, I thawed it out. It was, it was a block. So <laughs> about four hours later, I bring this freaking crap out and I'm separating it now. It's still kind of frozen, but it's also cooked. Okay, if you ever microwave something for four hours, naturally, parts of it get cooked. So I separate it and I'm I'm now cooking it individually in the air fryer. Now I'm not using a temperature gauge. It's not 170 or whatever your your chicken health regulations need to be. Usually I would, but I'm eyeballing the chicken. It's burnt, right? Now because it was already cooked a little bit on the outside. I don't think about this at all. So now I'm eating the chicken and it's always gross. Every time I make chicken, it's disgusting, right? So I'm eating this chicken and it's horrible. So bad that I'm taking sips of water like a competitive eater. Like, oh, you know, just trying to get it down as fast as I can. And it's not until like the last bite where I really take like I break it apart and I look at it. It's a little gummy in the middle, okay? And I look at this chicken, and it's raw, dude. I just had 10, 12 ounces of raw chicken. Just the outside was cooked. I just about threw up, and not just because I was upset and shameful of what I had done. I thought it just tasted bad because my culinary skills were a zero, right? So I, I didn't eat raw chicken. I did eat raw chicken. And it was disgusting. I was very upset and I started feeling sick of what I had done. And then I started feeling sick of what was really in me in the sweat and the grip of feeling bad. Like, oh, do I have COVID? No, dude. I had stupid, which is arguably way worse. So, 
Yeah, I, I didn't get COVID, luckily, and that's not because my immune system was just so strong. There's like, hey, we'll beat you up, COVID. We're ready for you. No, my body just shut down. It was like, we can't handle anything. This guy, this idiot, just consumed almost a pound of raw chicken. That's not okay, dude. So it was gross, and I regret it a lot, but you know what? I'm healthy, so I don't know. I don't think enough kale, kale milkshakes can offset the raw chicken. So I'm hoping that doesn't come back to bite me. But yeah, anyways, dude, so there's some stupid decisions out there. Things happen. You know, it's not like I did it on purpose. I just, I didn't know, dude. I just didn't know. And I'm not proud of that, but it's the truth. The reality, <laughs> again, is often gross. And we talk about the truth and the real disturbing consequences of our actions. So anyways... Yeah, that was my my most recent battle. What else is going on, dude? I had some more nightmares, nightmares of my aunt. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Now, before I go into this one real quick, I just want to preface this, that my aunt really is one of the nicest and sweetest people. She's like a second mom, right? She's, she's really fantastic, and I don't want to tell you my nightmares over and over again because I feel like we're sensing a pattern. There's a theme coming up here where my aunt just keeps showing up in my dreams to attack me. And I just want to be clear, because I know she listens to it, that she's fantastic and she is my favorite aunt. And I know you shouldn't have favorite aunts, right? I get there shouldn't be favorites as a third child and I, as feeling outed, I don't want to out my other aunts. But at the end of the day, you know, they can't compete. And if they're listening to this, which they're not, you know, I'm sorry, but she's my favorite aunt. And also, right, exhibit A, because you guys aren't listening. So <laughs> I just had a nightmare a couple days ago, and it was such a weird one. And I'm trying to decipher it, and I'll tell you it real quick, and we can kind of dissect it. So I was at my aunt's house, and I was doing handstands in the kitchen with my uncle. He was like, hey, if you can do a handstand, your feet can touch the ceiling, then you're cool, man. That is elite tier. Now, the challenge had been proposed, so I try to do the handstand, and I topple over, I knock a chair down, and everyone is upset. And my aunt comes over, and she starts lighting me up. I've embarrassed her. You ruined this dinner party. Everything's upset. Now, I apologized immediately. I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. It was an accident. And then <laughs> I was like, you know what? If you're going to keep being mean to me, I'm packing up my stuff, and I'm leaving. So I do. I grab all my things. I leave. I slam the door and I get out. Now, I walk like a couple houses down and a car pulls up next to me. It's my aunt and my mother. And they were following me now. I'm thinking, OK, they're coming to console and comfort me over their outlandish reactions to what had happened. But they don't. They turn off the car. They hop out. And now they're walking right next to me for miles, continuing to insult me and let me know on how I had let them down for this dinner party. So that's where I woke up. And I want to try and figure this out. Like, let's do a little dissection. What does it mean? I really don't know. Again, because my aunt and my mom are genuinely the nicest people of all time. So I don't know why it's them. I think maybe it's just more of an attack. Maybe it's the polar opposite. Like it's it's just trying to drive home the point of how embarrassed I, I don't. Let's start at the beginning. So the handstands, what would that, I don't know. So it's like there was some sort of pressure. There was a challenge, right? There was this feeling where everyone's watching and my uncle, 
he's looking at me and he's like, hey, you got to operate at this level. This is the top tier. This is success. You've got to try and do this. And I do. And I'm doing a handstand now. And doing a handstand, it's kind of like inversing yourself. So effectively, I'm holding up the world, right? I'm holding up everything, society. Society. <laughs> and it's, it's a heavy load. It's a lot of pressure, right? One that I can't balance as I fall over and I've embarrassed myself. So I think maybe part of me is cracking under this pressure that I can't balance the workload of life and I feel like I'm losing. Holy crap. And <laughs> I, I decide that I need to take a break. I need to leave because I'm not feeling like I'm up for the fight. And my mind, my aunt and my mom, society, society, they're following me because they want to keep on attacking me. They don't want me to know that everything's okay. They want me to feel embarrassed. And you know what? That's kind of rude of them. So I think that's really what it is. If I was going to decipher, I'd say that I'm really just stressed out about some workload and some things I'm trying to accomplish. And by not doing them, I'm feeling a little embarrassed and a little uneasy. You know, I'm feeling like I'm failing and my mind is kind of chasing down and it won't let up. Like, I just need a break. I need to recover. I need to reset. And my mind's like, no, you're not good enough at what you're doing. So, wow, dude. Did I? Am I a professor? So there you go. That's what my dreams mean. Or, you know, I probably just had some bad cheese. Who knows? So <laughs> graduation is happening. Congratulations to all the, the graduates out there, man. Graduation is an exciting time, I assume. You know, when I graduated, I was homeschooled. So there wasn't like a, a big walk. I didn't get a hat to throw in the air or anything. It was more of like a collective sigh of relief. That they're like, not because he's like, oh, he barely passed. I'm an intellectual. Did you see me just dissect the dreams? But it was more of like my mom being like, oh my gosh, finally. I don't think you do it like freaking five days. You're like, that's a lot of work, okay? I have more respect for my mother for being able to even manage that, right? You watch 20 minutes of the show, try eight hours a day at a kitchen table. I'm like, I won't do it. Noises. So, yeah, it was a, it was a lot of work. And I didn't really have a proper graduation, but... I hope that you guys do, and you're excited, and you're ready. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know if there's anything funny about graduation. I will say graduation, you know, it's a little bit daunting for everybody. It's a little scary, but it's also really exciting. I say this, dude. I think May, summer area, June, that should be the new year. Like, I don't know why January 1st is the real new year, because if you think about it, it's always the summer. This is where you're kind of reinventing yourself. You're there's some sort of type of finality, right? Going into this next season. I'm going to make some changes. I'm becoming someone else. I'm evolving. January 1st is really like, oh, my gosh, I spent too much on Christmas gifts. I got to tighten it up, man. I got to I got to reinvent myself. I'm blowing it. So I think. It makes way more sense to have some sort of summer change. We're like, yes, this is me coming into form. So, yeah, hope everybody's excited with, with graduation, man. I saw some trophies, much like uh, this one back here, but they had graduation ones, and the people had a little bit longer hair. And I was going to buy one, but I just didn't have the hair for it. So I'm thinking about growing my hair, but I am actually really fed up with my hair right now. I try to get ready for the podcast and I was, here's the problem. Okay. 
little another tangent. I was trying to get this hat. Okay, I had a hat coming for the podcast and it got delayed. So warming up for this thing, I'm thinking it's going to be here in a couple hours. I'm not going to put all the products and get ready because I'm going to have a hat on. Hat doesn't show. It got delayed. So now my hair is just long. It's all over the place and it's untamable. And you know what? I was growing it out just so I could have a trophy, but I'm done. It needs to be cut. Next time you see me, I guarantee you it will be shorter and I will be happier and I will look even less like a graduate. That's all right because this guy has short hair and he's jacked. Um, so anyways, what else is happening in the world, dude? I'm trying to think, you know, I see a lot of news things and I always want to cover them, but I just don't know how because there's – I although that – the health guy. That's a pretty good one. You know, I'm top for that. But yeah, there's there's only so many things I can cover. And I go for Twitter, right? That's where I get a lot of my news. And it's tailored to my interest. So it's a lot of video games news. It's a lot of sports news. And that's not groundbreaking news. It's not groundbreaking news, right? Which would be another. That would be cool. That would be where a bunch of bakers are like, oh my gosh, did you see the new flower that just came out? It's got three grams of protein in it. What? You know, oh my gosh, the freaking fondant. It's the elasticity. Yeah, I would like ground baking news. Um, so anyways, yeah, what has happened recently? I talked about the insurance. These are another updates, dude. The insurance, I, I got the thing. I talked about, I secured the deal. But they sent me a beacon, right? There's little, they have these, these driving beacons. You put them in your car. And I guess... They said, hey, they can monitor your your speed and your braking and just how well of a driver you are, and we'll give you a discount. And I was trying to sound bold and, and confident in my driving. So when they brought that up, I'm like, dude, give me two, okay? I'll freaking make I'll make it worth my while. We're going to get some mega discounts. And it's awesome, except that it's constantly docking me points because I pick up my phone to hold the GPS so it thinks I'm just like scrolling through Instagram or something. So it's like bad driver, bad driver, bad driver on all my trips. So now I got this thing as a discount. I don't know, I might be adding more money to my policy. So I'm a little scared. I might just like slide it into my grandmother's car and like, hey, just, you just drive slow and okay? And they'll think it's me all the time. So I think you can deactivate it though. So I'll just deactivate it when I'm feeling fast and feisty, but you know, maybe put on a bike or just like a dog, a stray dog that's just walking. But they're like, dude, you're driving through yards and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's cool, though. It monitors your everything, like your your whole driving talent, which is cool because my driving skill looks good on paper, just not the phone thing. So next time I do have to shuttle my grandparents, I've got like a taxi record. Like, hey, look, look at the acceleration there. The handling, the braking distance, that's A tier stuff. They don't even dock points on a driving test for how well I'm doing it. So it's nice to have some reassurance to know I'm talented behind the wheel. But yeah, so if you guys can get a beacon track yourself okay i know some people are a little worried about that you're like i don't want the government tracking me i don't want them hearing my voice i'm all for it you know that whole thing like oh, can the alexis hear it can my cell phone hear me can siri hear me what's going on dude i'm hoping the government is constantly listening to me like i said second middle child i want all the ears i can get so i'm by myself i'm talking to alexis you're like hey yeah you hear that joke about the one thing and they're like well the joke about the one thing ears perking up i'm trying to give anybody who's in a vicinity some sort of show so 
yeah, that's what's going on. My father, we've been working real hard on this backyard oasis. It's coming along nicely. And, dude, the hot tubs are nice. I wish it helped fall asleep. I've been trying that, too. Like I talked about, I can't fall asleep. The hot tub still doesn't, as, as cool and as warm as you get. But the problem with hot tubs, and I know this is going to be a hot take, no pun intended, but the jets, I'm not a fan. I don't like the jets shooting in the back. I know they're massaging, but I don't like the way it spreads the blood around. And your back gets a little itchy. Like I like just cool, just hot bath water, right? I just want to lay and, and someone can cut some carrots up or something. Like I want to feel like I'm in soup. That looks comfortable to me. When I see chicken noodle soup, I go, oh, I'll swim in that. And that's what I like hot tubs to be. So I'm constantly trying to turn off all the jets. and I just want to be hot and toasty. But I like a good hot tub, man. This is probably the fifth hot tub we've had. And it's been nice. We I don't know. We have some sort of obsession with getting and releasing hot tubs. It's like fishing for us. Oh, this is a nice hot tub. Goodbye. Release it again. So we have this new hot tub. We had one like this. <laughs> the first time we got a hot tub, I I wasn't aware of the rules, okay? I thought every body of water worked like a pool. So I remember <laughs> we had this hot tub and we're all in it. And my dad comes out and he's like, all right, just make sure no one's peeing in the hot tub. All the friends, brothers, everybody goes, yeah, yeah, of course. I'm like, think, what? This whole time, dude, I've been peeing in the tub. Okay. And the hot tub that we had before, the filter wasn't quite working, right? So chlorine things weren't working. So I'm just peeing in the tub. And we're like, oh, yeah, it's still warm. Everything's good. And I don't speak up. And they all look at me like, hey, what do you mean, huh? Huh? Yeah, I've been. So we're <laughs> talking about soaking in a stew, dude. And we're all just soaking there. In my piss, dude. It's disgusting. And I'm ashamed of that. So I fight real hard not to do that in the in the hot tub. But there's just something about it, you know. It's the psychological trick about being in the warm water. I got to let let go, let love, let God, right? So I'm not saying that's what you should do in pools either. Although I've outed myself. But I was young back then. I mean, cut me some slack. As a kid, dude, as a 19-year-old kid, I think you deserve to have some mishaps. Like I made raw chicken and I peed in the hot tub with all my friends. Sometimes you're just gonna whiff. Sometimes you're just gonna miss the mark. And, and that's life, right? There's no better way to end any moral story than that's life, right? Because how do you argue with that? Something happens, that's life. I don't like what you're saying, but you're kind of right. That, that was life right there. Yeah, you know, like I didn't mean to hit the dog, but that's life. I don't think you should run over dogs, but freaking if that's not life, I don't know what it is, dude. So anyways, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. My hair is bothering me. I hope this has been great for you guys. It felt a little different just because my rituals failed, but I had a great time being here with you guys regardless. You know, sometimes the rituals fail, but I'm going to walk into that office with these weird Cheerios in my belly. And I'm going to knock it out the park. And hopefully I don't get fired. So thank you so much for being here with me. I love you. See ya in the next one. Look at that. That was clean.